0: all right welcome to a new edition of the queen city roundup i am joey Kanji, and sitting uh well not sitting here with me but sitting on his desk at his house is Matthew Spaniolo.
1: yeah we're not that close
0: no um so uh matt's about to get a haircut soon he was just telling me which is which is fun we haven't had yeah. one of those in like seven months Something like the that i haven't had many that, at all the
1: last time that i had a haircut was i think december so we're all, we're out about like three four months
0: i haven't had one in since july or august dude Or
1: it's still weird to me that i might be graduating in like friggin uh less than two months which is crazy i go until the end of april and then i'm done hmm. so shit's That's getting exciting. weird man i mean it is but like with the way that things are going like i don't know what i'm gonna do and i don't know what i'm gonna do in three months let alone like six so yeah. i'm kind of i don't know anyway um we got so some things to discuss.
0: before we start discussing go follow us on our twitter at q underscore city roundup um follow us on instagram at queen city roundup and um and look us up on on youtube queen city roundup we post some clips from the show from the show on there basically and, um, it's the same
1: handle for both socials except for twitter
0: yeah twitter is not twitter enough is that the that, only
1: one that,
0: have the characters. that yeah ran out of characters to put the whole show so um, um
1: I, I i rip on twitter so much but considering mm-hmm. it's the app that i use the most
0: speaking of um posting clips I made a mistake yesterday while recording and I accidentally only recorded Matthew for some reason. I don't know what I did, but only Matthew's well, yes. face showed up in the rec- in the video recording. So I just couldn't post anything to the YouTube. <laughs> just me? What? I don't know what I did on my end. So I just have this chat opened yeah, up on the screen I'm just... and I'm not I'm not touching anything.
1: <laughs> so you basically made me look like a YouTuber who's just like streaming for fun.
0: Yeah. So check, uh, my, so
1: check out my non-existent OnlyFans coming to you never because I don't think I would have the confidence to
0: do an OnlyFans. A good else. for a secondary income. Don't Make it I mean. full time too.
1: I don't know what I would put on there. I I like when I when I'm older, I I kind of want to do like cosplay stuff, but like I don't have many like looks that I could do, just because like I'm pretty. I don't know what the I I don't know what the word is. I don't want to be too mean myself. I'm a fairly petite fellow.
0: Whatever what what I'm whatever whatever you do, just 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 make sure you make money on it. That's
1: the way North America works. If you're
0: not <laughs> capitalism. Doing,
1: if you're not making money doing what you're doing, you're just wasting time, which is what we're doing. We're wasting time. We don't have we're not making money off this yet.
0: you listen but... l- listen to this show and then we'll be making money. Yes. Anyways. Anyway, so, yeah, let's actually
1: dive into our our, our the meat of the show.
0: So season. yeah, we'll be talking uh Raptors. They just had a bunch of uh players who were gonna be singing out for COVID protocol and uh Blue Jay Spring training. But to start the Toronto Maple Leafs just shut out the best offense in the league two games in a row.
1: I mean, are the Oilers the best? Oh, are you talking about they o- were
0: over the last over, over the last like, like like five games before heading into these? Well, two? you
1: should have said that. Because like I don't think the Oilers are the highest. Whatever the they league.
0: were the hottest offense in the league going into that.
1: This is factual, yes, um, and it, it's worth noting that uh, also first place in the NHL are the Toronto Maple Leafs.
0: Yeah, that's that's just normal. It's been like that for a while.
1: And, and okay, I, I want to ask this question because it, it it's worth mentioning. Um, are the Leafs that good because the North Division's that bad
0: oh my gosh no
1: like because that's what i like as i was having an argument with a guy who was in the program he's a, a blackhawks fan so you know he knows everything about hockey uh I, I mean i don't know but like the the thing is is like you like if you put the leafs in any division except for maybe the east not probably the east they would do good like I honestly think if they went to the East Division, the West Division coach,
0: is trashed.
1: Yeah, the West is garbage. Considering like
0: other than other than the top three teams, it's like top three teams and like and like three of the ten worst.
1: Also, I just got a, a notification that the Leafs are looking at a forward, but we'll we'll get to that because there's been a lot of talk about uh, forwards that have been uh, circulating on the Leafs radar. Um, but yeah, dude, this team is eight, one and one on the road. This team plays really well, not from home. And also I think they are the highest scoring team in the league with 81 goals.
0: Um, it's not really the the fact that they're good on the road is what tells me that it's the, it's all the, it's all the statistics that told me that they're a good team. Like what was the issue with this team last year? It was, they couldn't defend anything. They couldn't hold the lead. They, they pooped themselves in their own end for the last five minutes of games or just there's five minutes of a game in general. They just poop themselves. They haven't had that other than that one game, but like, but like that's it. Like it's going to happen every once in a while. The the Leafs this season have had the lead for the vast majority of the season. I don't know the exact percentage because I didn't look it up, but it doesn't, you don't need to be an expert to know that they blew only. They only have two blown leads this season. And one of them is a one was a one goal lead.
1: Looking at it from this perspective i i don't or i don't remember like I'm, I'm trying to look back at like the other Leaf games that like they played throughout the season they they got scored on first against uh, montreal in their first game and like they've only been down in my opinion well, like in my opinion but to my knowledge um the first two games of the season they were trailing uh i think they were trailing uh, against the Oilers the first time that they played them. Uh, and their losses, and then, obviously. Right. Um, well, I mean, like, when they lost like, they they only lost three games in January, and one of them was uh, an overtime loss to the Oilers. Uh, and that was a game that they actually came back from. They were down, I think, 2 0 or 3 1, one of the two. Um, and, like, to be fair, again, I feel like. It's only, it's feeling like it's only tradition that the Leafs are going to have one really, really poopy loss every year. Um, Some years more than not, but like, I feel like every year has had that loss where it's like, okay, this is like the worst that it's going to get. Like, if I were to go back like six seasons ago, the one that comes to mind, and it's not even that bad of a loss, uh, this was the infamous uh, Peter Horachuk era. Of the Leafs, do you remember the infamous OEL uh, dump in from center ice that got past Bernier the first time? Yeah. Second time, the first time, that was like the one that really did it for me. Well, oh, oh no, never mind. National I mean, Nine, that team was National bad. Nine Two was yeah. I think
0: like I mean like, I mean, I like, mean those, those were bad teams. So just like whatever, like who cares?
1: And there's always like the one, like every single season from sixteen seventeen, they've blown a lead very drastically. Like first game of the season. First three games of the season in uh, sixteen, seventeen 16 were brutal for them, but they got their act together. Um, 18 17 18, same thing with their home opener, no less. 18 19, I think they had a really, really bad loss against uh, I can't remember. Let's just say they didn't. Let's just write that one off. Well, this is um, this
0: is. This is either near or nor there, though, because I think these this team is drastically different from even last season's team in the terms that, that this team is, in my opinion, very good defensively.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. They're very
0: good defensively. And and it, it just pisses me off because you go on Twitter and then you see the same debate, like the question we're asking now, the Leafs only good because they're in the North Division. And then, like, you see these, like, these so-called um, – hockey men um, answer the question and they say, Oh, no, this team, can't, can't, uh, they, they can't uh, keep up with the avalanche or the Bruins or the, or, or the golden Knights or the lightning. And my, my question to them is, is why can't they, what have you seen from this Leafs team that tells you that that automatically like you can't do that. It's either you're not watching the Leafs and seeing that and seeing that they're a complete different team from last year. They're a much more balanced team. they, they're very good defending, as I said earlier. It's not like last year's Leafs at all. They have a very good defensive core. And then and then like all they do is like the hate when I when I see people still saying, all oh, the Leafs can do is score goals and that's it. They're such a balanced team now. It's so refreshing to see.
1: Can I just point out? So you mentioned several teams that uh like, okay, the Leafs can't do well against Tampa. Okay. They beat Tampa last season with Cody CC and Tyson Berry in the lineup. I know again, different season, but I would argue that Tampa is weaker. Considering the fact that, you know, they kind of don't have their best player number, number one score in the key drop. Well, I Their best say, player is
0: probably Braden point. Or yeah. Victor
1: that's what I was saying. I'd say point or Vasilevsky
0: or <laughs> they, have, they
1: have a lot of good players. Um, But like that, that's what I'm saying here. Like, you know, they played them at full strength and the Leafs were, I think they were still, they weren't at full strength. I think they were losing. Wide. I remember they
0: like, beat them twice just before the world shut down. last. Exactly.
1: Year. Yeah. So like that. like, they could beat Tampa. Like that's the thing. Like they always played Tampa really well, even in the years when they weren't really like close to contending, they always played Tampa really well. Like Tampa mm-hmm. and, and Tampa and the Leafs in the, in the playoffs, I think would be very fun. Um, you mentioned the Bruins. Uh, the Bruins. I know they won four nothing or four one on Sunday, um, but they uh, lost a they lost two games in a row to the Islanders and the Rangers, where they got outshot. And this is a good uh, map. They got outshot thirteen to four in those two games against the New York Islanders and New York Rangers, who, based on their records, even though they've had some. Uh, delays in the game. wait what do you, not, wait wait they, they got lose.
0: they got outshot 13 to 4
1: they got outscored 13 oh
0: to okay
1: and also keep in mind uh i just like to point out that uh yaroslav halak has a 903 and tukarask has an 896
0: that's not good
1: yeah and then you also want to talk about the colorado avalanche they're a team that's been vastly underachieving Based on the expectations this season. Well, they
0: had a lot of COVID stuff, and, and injuries that, too.
1: that too, and also like, you know, I still think that like, like the team's so good, but like, I don't, I don't know about Grubauer. Like, it's it's very much like a mixed bag. And and if they team.
0: had if they had a legitimate goalie like Michael and, Hutchison and, still, that would be a that would be an upgrade.
1: The thing with Grubauer, like he's, when he's healthy, <laughs> Grubauer is Ben Bishop. When he's healthy, he's phenomenal. When he but he's hurt, he gets hurt too easily. I think Grubauer's healthier, more like... Dude, Ben Bishop. Like, I remember I was fighting for this guy to get a Vezina nomination. Like, he should have won the Vezina I think, like, a year or two. ago.
0: Ben Bishop hasn't played at all this season.
1: Exactly. And, like, dude, like, the guy was on pace for it, and Mm -hmm. then, like, I don't even know what the injury is, because I don't follow the stars, but, like, dude, like, the Leafs' goaltending is... It's a testament to show you how... Not just how good the depth is, but it shows you how good a managerial tour does when they believe in your players and they don't screw them over and they have a more assertive approach than or a more cooperative approach than an assertive approach. I just learned that today in in one of my advanced leadership courses. Um, and I know, I don't know if you were going to mention the, uh, the interview with, uh, that X you don't want to talk about in, uh, in a certain former head coach here. I, we won't mention it because it's been talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a prime example of putting players in positions where they were literally designed Fail. to sink or swim. Yeah. It, like Hutchinson, when he came here, like people forget. When Michael Hutchinson, and like this kind of will prelude into one of our, our well. top points later, but Michael Hutchinson, when he came here, like, two seasons ago when he was the uh like, emergency third goalie. This is back when the Leafs had Garrett Sparks, okay? I honestly thought that he played really well. And the reason why he was playing really well is because he was playing with a team
0: That wasn't drained?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't And with an actual
0: defense in front of him?
1: I mean, a better defense in front of him. Like, he was playing with, like, Jake – like, this is when they just got Muzzin – uh riley was healthy all season that was when he had a 70 point season um and then another thing like you know i think this kind of goes without saying like again like coaching you always hear the term show me a good coach and i'll show you a good goalie i think this goes to show how much we needed sheldon keith just because he was with like like if you look at this team up and down like, okay, you don't have Janssen or Kapanen, which he knows all about because you want to call the cup with them. But you look at the guys that have gone through his system and, and playing with him. Hyman, Nylander, Engvall, um, Justin Hall, Thurman. Um, am I forgetting anybody? Like, Hutch, technically, because he was there a little bit. Um, he hasn't played yet, but Timothy Liljegren, Agostino... Uh, Patan like a lot of them know who he is like when Babcock first came to Toronto like like the best player that he had was like what Kadri and that was just because he was like
0: was it Kadri it was Kadri or Riley I guess
1: Some it was literally those two and oh, oh, oh I mean like he had like Bozak and like JDR and and all that but like those guys were already established to be at the peak of their their careers and I was reading the I was reading Sean Avery's book and he talks about uh, Babcock in the book. And he talked about how Babcock would try and make you, in his words, the best player he could be, but he would also take credit for it and make himself look good. So I don't know if anybody knows well, what a, a narcissist is, but it's a narcissist.
0: Well to put it into uh, I did some I did some digging. I compared Um, Michael Hutcheson's first four starts last season to his four starts so far this season. And to tell you what a difference that having a rested team in front of a goaltender makes when he's not playing only on back-to-backs against different teams with travel. um, Last season, in his first four starts, he had an average of 37.75 shots. We round that up to 38. 38 shots against which is extremely high for an average, especially over, over his first four games last season. His four games this season, that total went down by 7, 31 shots a game. And his save percentage last season through the first four games was an, was an 885. This season, it's a 943. Uh, equals right. against average was 4.26. It's 1.77 now. Um, if you want to get into more advanced uh, metrics, um, his goal saved ab- above replacement last season was a negative uh, 1.69, nice. And wild, yeah. last season it was it's it's a it's a 3.06 goal saved against uh, against. Uh, I can't talk right now, but whoever <laughs> his high danger save percentage is is the one that that's really that's really jumped out at me last season through the first four, his first four starts, it was a 735 uh, high danger save right now. He's he's, it's a 900 high danger save percentage. So right. like you put the right coat, oh, those, those stats, by the way, from natural stat trick. Um, but like, that's like, it's so refreshing to like have a, have a coach who looks at it like so much differently from like, an eye of i'm of um i'm gonna listen to the smart people around me rather than just do what i want to do um like i don't think that hutch was ever as bad as he was shown last year i i truly don't think that he's that he is that bad of a goaltender i just think he was put he because like he was never that bad throughout his entire career right and like that just shows me that like he was just put in situations that like to fail. So I don't know. Like I I said something in one of in, in a group chat yesterday. I was like I wonder what the goalie coaches did to like Hutcheson that to the point where he's playing so much better this season. I don't think it's the goalie coaches. I think it's the actual coach who's just putting him in situations to succeed rather than fail.
1: It's me- it's mental. And I think that's what it really comes down to is that it's literally it's mental. You need he, he definitely does
0: have he definitely does have a lot of um
1: You know what a a, 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 a he is? definitely
0: does have a lot of confidence now.
1: You know what a coach's job is to do?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A coach's job is literally to use his players and make his players the best they could be. So with that in mind, Mike Babcock did not do that. He didn't. He, he was given elite talent, and that's all he did. He was given elite talent, and he did – like, okay, did he develop? Yes, he did. But he did not – when he was given a new challenge, he was like, oh, I can't work with this.
0: Did
1: because you hear he that, uh, that, that,
0: that Jack Hunt story?
1: Oh, the the one where uh they were gonna get Jensen and then they were gonna just sit dormant, like
0: yeah, yeah. So so for those of you that don't know, um it was tweeted by Jack Hunt at Jayhan HKY. He basically said that um I don't know what his role was, but he did stuff with the Leafs and Marleys. Um but basically around it was the twenty um the season before last year's uh trade deadline and they wanted Dubas was looking at acquiring Nick Jensen and have a like a nice puck moving uh third third pairing with Jensen and Dermott and then Babcock literally told him you could do that but I'm just going to bench um, I'm just going to I'm just going to bench uh, Dermott and keep it and like and I don't remember who the third who was the third pairing that year that would have been with Jensen if they did end up making yes. that trade because he wouldn't play Dermot.
1: This was eighteen nineteen, so it would have been. It was.
0: Was that Hall? He, he no, 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 no.
1: He started playing a Hall when it was too late. Um, I don't know. I'm losing my. Okay, wait. No, it was Riley Hainesy, Muzzin, Muzzin Gardner. Mm-hmm. I think no was not Gardner. Wait, let's see. hold on. I
0: don't remember. Anyways,
1: because they had they didn't have Gardner for a long time, and that's what warranted, uh, Dubis to go out and make the trade, to go and get a guy like uh, like Jensen, like Jake Muzzin. Oh, go right, like Muzzin. They got a yeah. yeah. So, like it, it like the, I there's another name that I'm forgetting. Um, was it, it Polak? I, I, I was so tempted to say Polak. Hold on, uh, eighteen nineteen. Okay. Was Paul, it Marinchen?
0: It was Igor Ozhiganov. So he he was going to play Ozhiganov in okay. that wait, role wait. over I Dermot. Remember, I, I remember the pairings.
1: I remember the pairings. This is without Gardner. so it was Riley Hainesy, uh, Muzin Zaitsev,
0: Ooh.
1: and then it was Dermot Ozhiganov. And worth noting. We played Ovechkin fifty-three games that season. And Justin Hall up, played. A, Justin Hall played a resounding I don't even
0: think ten games, one. something like that. uneven. He played eleven games and he put up an assist mm. with minus five.
1: And then, just to just add a little bit of salt to that wound, uh, Igor Ovechkinov is back in Russia and is playing pretty decently uh, with uh, Saint Petersburg. With uh, 29 points and 54 games, so I'm wondering if it was like the fit man. I'm wondering if it was like every player that Babcock was given that was he, a project, it didn't work because like he was an set, ego.
0: He was he, he he put his ego before everything else because Kyle Dubas had a vision in mind and he got the players together and it and Babcock. No, no, no! It, it wasn't Dubis's fault at all. It, Dubas no, but like the thing is, is like, way. and then he would he would give he would give um, Babcock the players, expecting Babcock to listen to his boss and play them uh in specific roles. But Mike Babcock, because he such a such a big ego, he would you. I feel like he would purposely put players that that he didn't like into situations to fail, just so he can look at um look at Dubas and be like, who oh, told you so." does my Mike Babcock impersonation. Yeah. Um but
1: like it with, with Zaitsev and like with uh like o- I guess like, I guess o- we're
0: talking about the Mike Babcock shit now because we I mean we have to, yeah. <laughs>
1: but like the thing is is like if you look at guys like like Parlinholm like, okay, Par Lindholm and like Oshigana, those were Dubis like like acquisitions. Zaitsev was a loo acquisition and he just didn't work. And like looking at the guys that I mean- Lou-
0: to be fair, he out, I think he worked out better. I think he worked out better than Ovechkinov in the sense that he's actually still in the NHL. But
1: and then also keep in mind, like he, here's the thing, and, and and like we we forgot about this, like Babcock and Lou didn't get along that well either because they were they got Muzzin. Yeah. Well, the Muzzin was was with Nubis. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he he wanted to play him on the left.
0: Oh yeah. No, no, he got Muzzin. He goes. It was oh yeah well, he wasn't right handed like,
1: yeah and anyways like, but and, anyways and you were saying you Babcock
0: at, and Lou I mis- I misunderstood you
1: and like uh, there was a story I think it was at the draft it was Lou's first draft which would have been twenty sixteen uh, and like they were arguing because they did they were arguing about I don't know if it's like in specifics of which pick but like they wanted like Lou wanted one pick and he wanted another and he wanted so much like stay – and what they did because like you forget like like i saw a tweet about this last night and i was going to send it to you remember when babcock wanted hannafin over marner at Ford? Oh
0: my god what a mistake that would have been
1: right and you look at some of the players also that
0: gee i wonder why he got put on the fourth line in his rookie season <laughs> see look i told you this wasn't going to work
1: and like you look at some of the guys that that lou brought in like okay like he brought in like Pollock came back whatever matt martin was whatever you remember the name Connor Carrick? Yeah. About how he was actually a really good top four defenseman, and then Babcock just just grew. I don't like him anymore.
0: Josh Levo just was Levo, locked away in a garage.
1: Levo, Nikita Soshnikov, as well.
0: I mean, like, Soshnikov, I think, was more had to go more of like circumstance than 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 him not getting like a, an opportunity. But
1: I just yeah, but like the thing is, is like if if Sosh was given. More of a role you, you would have seen. I don't
0: it. think he'd still be on the team, anyways. I think
1: the one that I'm most upset about still is is Levo, just because he like I know he's not uh, like ten points in th- like you you have a guy who's got ten points in thirteen games, and i would rather have him at- on
0: the playing in the middle six than VC. <laughs>
1: exactly, like like I honestly wholeheartedly expected Dubis to sign Levo back in the off season just as a.
0: I was expecting it to
1: just as like a big fuck you to to Babcock just because like like this guy was a guy that I wanted to see in the lineup Mm -hmm. and he was so like it wasn't that he was small it wasn't that he wasn't skilled he had a shot it's just I don't know man like I don't know what went wrong in this development but it just didn't work like I don't I I have no idea like but anyway it was Babcock just just looking at him
0: and, and being like, sense. you're not playing.
1: So um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to name some names uh, that the Leafs have been linked to acquiring on the forward
0: deck. I'll give you um, my opinion.
1: And yes, because usually you've done this for me and I'm going to do this to you. So the first name that many people have been looking at primarily. Um, it's a surprise.
0: Is... We did not prep for this.
1: Yeah, but, like, uh, you've seen it. Uh, the one name that I've heard a lot of is Eric Stahl.
0: Yes, I would love Eric Stahl. Eric Stahl now- would optimize would optimize the whole lineup. You put him in at the 3C. You can move Kerfoot down to Tavares' wing. Your second line is Kerfoot, Tavares, and Nylander, which, which is a line that has had success in the past. Then you can have Engvall centering Spezza and Boyd on the other line. Like there's so many names that you can put in, drop into that fourth line. Like it's so flexible. I love it. I think like, and like then that. he's a, he's, he's a playoff performer too. Right. He's like, he's a good <laughs> playoff performer. And then think about it in the playoffs. Teams are going to have to deal with, with Eric Stahl. Who's not fun to play against. You're going to on, on one line, another line, they have to deal with Kerfoot. Who's not, who's not fun to play against on the top line. They're going to have to deal with, um I just lost my train of thought. They're going to deal with Matthews, Marner, and and Jumbo Joe, and then the no, sorry Simmons. I forgot about Sim- Simmons. Will probably be on that f- fourth line if it we're getting number one power play time in the playoffs when that comes. And then you have to deal with Simmons and probably like Engvall and Spezza <laughs> for another line, which is a line that can that can wreak some havoc in the offensive zone too. Those are like four very complete complete lines.
1: And also with with uh, with the name Eric Stahl, like you know, it's not going to be that
0: hard. To actually, actually remove closer. Engvall on that on that fourth line. I said because I think if you trade for Stahl, Engvall's the one going the other way. I think it's hard. I think Engvall this in like, like a pick or something. I don't. I don't know. I don't think. I, mean, I, think, I don't think Engvall's, Eric Stahl's value is that high.
1: I think Engvall's played really well, and like I don't think he's really. Like he has, but... Get but, it clicked, but again, like it's what you're going to get. I'm not you sure. to
0: have got to give something to get something, right?
1: Right. Um. So in addition to that, uh, Mikhail Granlund is another name that's been thrown around a lot.
0: I like the idea better of, of Eric Stahl. That's like a center who will like, optimize the line more because and then you can move. I like the idea of Kerfoot being on JT's wing with Nylander on the other side.
1: Right. And I think re- in in reality that's what uh, you're gonna want. I, and also, like I don't see him playing in the bottom six. He's gonna be a top six winger, uh, like through and through. Um, this is one that I was uh, I was looking at earlier in the season. I don't know if it's viable just because of the way that uh, the team's been playing uh, over the last little bit, and also due to the fact that the West is just stupid. Uh, Alex, I have followed.
0: I don't know. I'm not, I'm not as big on him. Like he's just, I feel like he's like a solid player, but like, I don't know. What, what, what does he bring that others can't, he's probably a cheaper at a cheaper price tag to acquire than like an Eric Stahl or a Granlin, but.
1: Now this is the one that I was looking at and like, there was, there was talk that there would be mutual interest and they've made trades with, uh, I feel like this team loves making trades with California. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and throw it out there, R. Raquel.
0: I'd have to do more, more looking into that, but I, I take he's a he's a winger, no?
1: Uh, Raquel, yes, he can play both sides of the wing, uh, and he has had a thirty goal season in his career, uh, but has not even topped twenty. But he's got 11 points in 22 games, but only two of them are goals. But then again, the Ducks are not scoring. so The
0: Ducks, who else is going to score on that team, right? right. Um,
1: I could see them really making a deal. Um,
0: with, and I have like, a I, feeling I, Buffalo's I, just going to tear it all down and just have a garage oh sale. God. And then Dude. that's when you go and get your Eric Stahl. And, oh, man, what a treat that would be. If you
1: want to look up, like, like as much as we make fun of the Habs, at least they kind of technically made the playoffs, Buffalo has been rough for a decade. They've gone through, and I, I went through this.
0: They, they have had a rebuild, like, had a top three They went through pick.
1: three or four GMs. They had two top two picks. They've had, like, four or five coaches – and every single trade that they have made has ba- and signing that they have made have backfired in their face.
0: Jeff Skinner. Like, <laughs> dude,
1: the Skinner one, Taylor Hall doesn't look that good. The Ocozo one, but to be fair, that one's more just Ocozo not being healthy, which is unfortunate. Uh Casey Middlestat went from looking like a top two center to just being like a friggin' I don't even know what he is. Just a Maybe guy. A third, <laughs> yeah, just another guy. Um Dylan Cousins not making the uh, impact that many people thought that he would have. He's only gotten four points. And like the fact of the matter is like, this is a team that's not good. And i That's a team
0: that's probably going to. I was going
1: to talk about this on our other show. Shout out takes from the nosebleeds, but I was looking at, and I know we're talking about the Leafs, but I was looking at a team that could potentially, humor the idea of trading for Jack Eichel. And there are only two teams that I think can realistically do it, and they're both in New York. And it's the Islanders and the Rangers.
0: No, I was talking uh, with some friends yesterday, and we were just like, uh, for fun, putting together like trade proposals that the Leafs could send. I just want to know, for a Jack Eichel trade, and you're the Leafs, who, who are is who's your untouchables do you, is there multiple or is there just one because for me there's one the only yeah
1: i think to me i think your top three would be matthews tavars and marner i think if if there was going to be a knee trade which there wouldn't be it would be Nylander going the other way to, to Buffalo, but you won't do that because you know that you're going to be playing Buffalo again in the regular season next year. I would do when the world resets.
0: Yeah, I, w- I would do Marner and like a first if I had to to get to get. But Eichel. then again,
1: but are you going to put Eichel on the wing or are you going no? Put you put it center?
0: at your second line center. I'd even send to so, J-
1: so then you have JT. No, and- we
0: moved JT to the wing.
1: That would be so weird, dude. I think JT is a center through and through. And also worth noting, if the Sabers don't move Eichel this season, which they i don't think they will—we'd have to be in the offseason, They're on the hook to pay him seven and a half million dollars in a signing bonus. And dude, going th- to They, think he's gonna get they have they have less than a year to do it because Anyways. once once twenty twenty two starts, that no movement kicks in, and that's going to be a whole new headache for the Sabers. Mm-hmm. Anyway,
0: you were you were in the middle of a thought about the Rangers and the uh, Islanders. The Islanders are a weird one because I don't know. Islanders, I don't know what assets the Islanders have.
1: If Lou wasn't the GM, the Islanders would have Eichel by now. Because I think
0: too, I don't think they, the Islanders are suitors at all. I don't know who you give them. They're gonna they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna be they, like give us bars out. You're gonna say no. And be like, okay. We don't want anyone else. Screw you.
1: Well, I like, I feel like if the draft wasn't so weak. And Lou didn't stick around as long as he stuck around, and th- the, and to like to be honest, you could probably get a package. I don't like,
0: think I don't think he fits in with what the Islanders want to do because the Islanders are like
1: yes, but like, at the same the time, the offense
0: goes to die there. But like they're a super strong team like defensively.
1: But at the same time, it's Jack Eichel. Like, you need like it doesn't matter what your structure is. You would, yeah, but you then you put but trim. then
0: but then you have Jack Eichel. They're surrounded by like no other offensive threats.
1: Well, like you have like guys that can put the puck in the net guys like uh like Andres Lee could still score, Eberle could still score. I don't know. Now, to me, it, it,
0: to me that's like not I don't think that's a that's that's an environment where Eichel will thrive. I would love to see Beauvillier and Eichel together. That's just me.
1: Um but I, I don't see
0: it. I don't see that working at all.
1: Hey, he went 20 he went like 26 picks after Eichel. That would be funny. It's like, hey, remember when you went 26 ahead of me, picks ahead of me? What would what what'd you do that I didn't do? Um, but anyway, so like back to my idea of the Rangers, it makes the most sense because they have, they yeah, have the a, Rangers they know. have the prospect pool to do it. Uh, they have two, they have like two centers that can make you semi-competitive and Zabana Jet and Strome.
0: Buffalo will be uh, getting like near back.
1: I don't know if it'd be Lafreniere. I think it'd be Kako. I honestly think it would be Caco. I don't It'll know be if one, they, one of they the wouldn't two. move. It would be one of the two. I think Kako more so just because. I don't know. If, uh, if Buffalo says
0: here you want Eichel, give us give us Lafreniere plus or you do it. <laughs> You're talking about a top 10 player in the league here. You're doing it.
1: Exactly. Uh, anyway, so kind of wrapping up our weave talk. Um. um. I mean, like there really isn't
0: that much. Like, okay. I mean, okay. Alec, the Leafs finally had someone get suspended for something they did against the Leafs for the first time since. Yes. Since yeah. since May first, twenty thirteen, which was game. Which that was one of, it. Was one of the game, playoff games. It was a game one.
1: I think it was game
0: one or two. No, and no, it was game one. It, it was game one, 2013, against the Bruins, where Ference elbowed uh, Grabowski in the head
1: yes um which is feels like distant history now dude that was almost 10 years ago that was like eight years ago i think
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is crazy um i mean i could i'm gonna be completely honest i tuned out after the third period because i like or after the second period because i was like this game's well no even game even right.
0: if you th- that, that wasn't shown on camera what happened yeah it Nobody was on knew. Camera. Mm-hmm. i then... think that's
1: when they were like oh wow Okay. Uh game. sure, why not? Like I think I think just because the Leafs are in this Canadian division now, they think okay, we can't we can't like you know we can't let this go off with a free pass now. Like we go especially it, we got because it, it
0: happened after the game and he Chase on technically got given a ten in a game or like a ten a ten minute misconduct, which is automatic game, right? For it. So because that happened after the game. Meaning that there was no game for him to get the misconduct in, then they just give him the one-game suspension, which, which makes sense. Right. you don't want anything happening after after the horn goes, or else you have to set a precedent a precedent that like, or else
1: you have to set a precedent of the United States.
0: You have to set a precedent for that, so nobody just starts taking numbers at the end at the end of games and won't will get no punishment for it, right?
1: I I hate to be that guy to go back on uh, on. I hate to... Uh, well, I guess I'll... Uh, this is the first time to make that reference. I hate to go back on my bullshit here. Um, there are two other names that I'm looking at right now. I think the Leafs should look at maybe considering a trade for. And I think you're going to at least scoff... Oh, so now we're, gonna yeah, now we're
0: going to wrap up. Yeah, now we're going to wrap up.
1: Okay, so the one name... They're both on the red No, it's... And first of all, no, it's not Anthony Manta. I don't think they would do that trade. Uh, Number one is Sam Gagne.
0: Oh, why?
1: Because well, I mean, like... If you're oh. going to depth, at least, I think you do it. You go with Gagne. Like
0: you're not looking for a depth move. You're looking for someone who can come in and make an impact.
1: Okay, so here's where, here's where my next one is. Where I, I thought you were going to scoff at uh, the first one more than the second one. Bobby Ryan.
0: No, I'm still going to scoff at that.
1: I would rather have Bobby Ryan than Jimmy Busey. I'm sorry. You know
0: who else I'd rather have? Eric Stahl.
1: <laughs> so Eric Stahl is going to be your John Collins, I guess. You're just yes. you hit that drum.
0: Yes, I'm going to hit that drum. That optimizes all four lines. If you do, if you make that trade, you're up. You're upgrading from within. Plus, he's going to be your third line center. Like on like the other line, it's going to cause a ripple effect. He's a playoff performer. He's he's everything. He's everything that you need,
1: dude. I remember like off season of 2016. Everyone was like, dude, Eric Stolz washed.
0: And he had like uh, a 33-goal got... season or something like that. How many goals did he dude, have? He
1: had a 70-point season, I think. Like, look, okay, yeah, looking at it right now, he went from – okay, he, he got traded from Carolina when he only had like 33 points. He finished mm-hmm. with like 39 in like 82 games, yeah. no points in the playoffs. Then he followed that up with 42 goals and – seven. or first he had 28 goals, 37 assists for 65 points in 82 games – and then he had 42 goals, 34 assists for 76 points in 82 games, which I think was near the top in scoring. And he's also got 51 points in 62 playoff games and over a thousand points. And also, if the world can get back to normal sooner rather than later, how fun would it be if it went uh, Tavares to, to Thornton to Simmons or no Tavares to, to Thornton to Spets to Spall – and then Simmons. And then the other and then the kids are like, here you go, you fucks. You, are you talking me.
0: about are you talking about the, the Stanley Cup?
1: No, I'm talking from the, I'm, talki- I'm talking about the President Trophy. Of course I'm talking about the Stanley Cup. <laughs> okay. I mean like or not the Calder trophy, the whatever the, the the AHL trophy is. Oh yeah, there's the Calder Cup. My bad.
0: Yeah, stupid. This is the Calder Cup and then the Calder trophy. They
1: call the Calder Memorial Trophy, yes. Um but I guess like to. Re-
0: what was that face?
1: Sorry, I read a DM that was just really. I read a DM in our group chat that was just really uh, silly, and uh, I don't. Your face just
0: of, like stopped because
1: because it was like uh, it was talking about uh, literally the the Eichel trade, and uh, someone was like, "Oh, a team would have the assets to do it." And I was just like, "Like what?" <laughs> it this was, was such pretty a, funny.
0: You, you, the way your face looked, it was like you just saw like a murder or something.
1: I, I, I wouldn't say I saw a murder. I would say I just saw something very uh very sketchy. Um, speaking of sketchy, uh, I don't know if this is sketchy, but let, let's talk about Silent Raptors because ooh, this last uh these especially stuff over now we were gonna talk about the John Chick interview, um, but obviously we actually had something break before we recorded this time, which is pretty cool. Um, but basically, our Raptors uh, have half
0: their team sitting out. And yes. So
1: uh, to put, to put it lightly, um, this is for Tim bone tips or Bone tips, uh, who is a uh, NBA writer for ESPN. Uh, basically. Uh, oh my God. Okay. You need to read that. You need to read that DM before I do. Anyway, uh, so the Raptors will be without uh, Fred Van Vliet, O.G. Anunoby, Pascal Siakam, Malachi Flynn, and Pat McCaw, as well as they won't have Nick Nurse and several other coaches. So-
0: Sergio Scariolo going to be the head coach. Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know why they just don't cancel the games when it gets to, like, that many people within the organization who have been into contact with someone. Like, doing contact tracing and stuff is fun, but that's – like, it's it's fine. Like, it's really – it's really good to like make sure that you're being safe and stuff. But when it gets to a certain point like that, when you have like your entire coaching staff, basically, and, and like, what is it? Five players who need to sit out because of it. I think you just cancel the game at that point. Just, yeah. this just stop. Like the all-star break's coming, right? Just.
1: And, and it's one of those things where um, like, listen, I, th- I think the NBA is doing things probably the best out of any other North American sport league with handling covid and whatnot and like again we don't know if if any of these players actually have it or not we don't know for sure um i'm sure players might come out afterwards and say like you know i
0: did have well it well or... basically just based on what we know they're saying it's just for that right just for a con- contact tracing and nothing else really uh
1: yeah We're really so... into this group chat It's fun, Uh, anyway. So, I think realistically, like if you look at the Raptors' next couple games, like okay, you're playing the Pistons. It's whatever. I think they still have a chance, even with the names that they're not playing. Thursday's game without half of those players, you're gonna it's gonna suck because now you have to go out and play the Celtics. Which, granted, the Celtics are not nearly as good as the record shows um but you know uh you have like the next couple games that you're gonna see Mm -hmm. is gonna be really really tough and like this pushes their season back uh now going into the middle of may sorry (laughs) uh anyway i'm just gonna have these pauses where i just see these outlandish things that's why that's
0: why you just mute all the group chats
1: I, I need to. I'm gonna close them just because they're. that's it's. it's I'll, I'll come back to them later. Uh, anyway, so um, I, I personally believe like if you're gonna have an all-star game, why are we still playing games throughout the regular? Like, what if an all-star, God forbid, contracts the frigging thing, and then you have to go and, and put a reserve option there? Like, okay, it's the same thing for like okay if they have an injury. If, one, if
0: basically, if one player from like contracts COVID um, God forbid between like traveling to the All-Star game that essentially puts the whole league at risk at that point, especially if it's not like found right away. Like, it's just very dumb that they're having an All-Star game. Like still have like the selections and stuff and like, and whatever, but but, like don't have the actual game. Cause I know that like All-Star selections and stuff like, like affects like, contracts and like the maximum amount of money a player can make and all that. So, so like, it's something important you have to do. You could still do like the nominations and all that, but then like name the teams. Don't do that. Don't have the actual game.
1: Exactly. And I think like, um with, with going in, into the way that the season is going, like the fact that we're even having an all-star game is just it's really dumb. Like, I, I honestly don't think that, like, okay, I understand, like, you want to give the players their respect, but, like, dude, it's the same people that are going to make it every year. It's going to be LeBron. It's going to be AD. It's going to be KD. It's going to be Harden. It's going to be, you know, blah, 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 whatever. It's going to be all of these guys going to the All Star game, and they can't even do anything. Like, you heard about that stuff with the, the parties in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Where any third party, like, uh, party <laughs> um, but like any form of like party that is not related to the nba but will host nba players like is going to be shut down you know immediately and that's really you know it, it's really one of those things where i look at it and it's like you know there's an easy solution to this you're not seeing it but you should just you know not have an all-star game it's the equivalent of like, okay, if you know that you can't travel to like, I don't know, name me a tropical like a tropical area, like if you go to like...
0: I mean, if you're Ted Cruz, you can go anywhere you want, but... Okay,
1: um, so, let's, okay so let's use Cancun for example. Okay. Um, you're telling me like, okay, we're not going to promote travel and have people congregate, but we're going to have an all-star game in Cancun where you can play, but you can't like party can't interact with anybody like it, it's not a spectacle you can't have these special games unfortunately until everyone deems it appropriate to basically resume to their normal lives you know what mm-hmm. i mean like yeah. that that's what needs to happen but the problem is is that this this league and every other league in north america is starting for cash and they're like okay we're going to go ahead and we're going to try and throw everything at the wall to make sure that it sticks like not mm-hmm. to go back to hockey but you heard you saw the stuff like uh, uh nba top shot yeah how hockey wants to to duplicate it which mm-hmm. is going to be very interesting because i don't know what to expect
0: they're trying uh, something they there's a lot are. of people I, i've seen a lot of people get excited about that so i i personally don't i'm not really too familiar with top shot so like, they not... like,
1: can if, like, if you want to do something like that, if you want to have like fun with something, like do it, just mm-hmm. do it. Like, here, like it's one of those things where, like, you even if you're like so accustomed to something, like just take a gamble, do something new. Like, I'm trying to learn that in my life. Why can't a billion dollar sport org that runs the top, you know, basketball players in the world that hosts them? Why can't they do that? Like, it, it, it uses this thing in between your ears is important. And number one, even though I destroy what is going on in my brain right now, I still at least know, hey, maybe we should do this instead. Um, but anyway, with the Raptors, if once well, I want to say if when they are healthy, their second half of the season could be a little better than the first because they have a lot of teams where you look at their schedule like dude in march alone minus the game that got postponed uh tonight uh but they play the pistons four times or should times. be
0: four, should be four wins
1: right that should be four wins right away the hawks should be a win the it should be a win the bulls should be a win the, the bulls. The, the
0: bulls are trending upward. I don't want to write them off that easily. With the bulls, I know, but
1: the bulls are are very much still a team that's like kind of where we are. Um, Cleveland should be a win,
0: but they're all winnable but games.
1: The Rockets. Like, the Rockets should be a win. Like OKC should be a win. Like there's there's going to be some challenges. Like Utah, that's that's a big challenge. Even though the Raptors beat them last year, but again, they had better big men last year. And this kind of begs the question now. Does this screw with trade assets because you're losing – I mean, like, they're not trading away Fred VanVleet or ODN and OB because they just signed him. They're not trading
0: away Siakam either. That's, like, your core three for the future.
1: So so your core three is not playing. You don't have uh, Malachi Flynn, which is whatever. and You don't have Pat McCaw, which is
0: whatever. But Patrick McCaw I feel like that guy never plays they're probably just like doing like the is the... Patrick
1: McCaw the Freddie Goche of the Raptors
0: no he just never plays because he's always injured it was like I, yeah. my, my joke was that I made to some of my friends was was uh, when they announced like all the, all the cuts from the um, for the COVID list and Patrick McCaw was there. I was like, McCall probably not even in contact with them. They just said it because he never plays anyways. They're just like, oh, yeah, just throw McCaw in there too.
1: Yeah, there's like, I was like, uh, he was with us. Like, uh, just you could you could just count him as a write off.
0: Yeah, not going to uh, use him anyways because he's probably going to he's probably going to be injured.
1: That's a fat yikes! Holy crap! <laughs> um, but like, uh, the the lineup that I saw. Uh, that people were saying, which I don't know if you said it or not. In the
0: uh, I didn't see the lineup yet,
1: but like uh, I think it was in the comments of what you uh, what you said or the tweet that you said. But they were saying like it would be um, Lowry, uh, Baines, uh, Norm, which I think Lowry and Norm is fine. Uh, Davis, Bembry, and I think that's it.
0: Remember that would be the starting five.
1: Yeah, that would be your starting five. You'd go to Boucher. Who'd be on the
0: bench? bench? Boucher?
1: You'd have Boucher off the bench, uh, Watson uh, yeah. off the bench, Stanley Johnson off the bench. Uh, that's really, I mean, like what, Matt Thomas maybe, Jalen you know, Harris. Ma- yeah,
0: Matt Thomas. Jalen Harris is with Raptors I know 5 I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, but I'm sure that they could probably, they're probably going to have to make some call-ups now, especially with, uh, with the amount of players that they have on
0: the... If they can on I don't this know. protocol list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, they did they
1: did sign a uh they did sign a big guy who looked really good. Uh, which I brought up
0: Dante Dante Harris. He's
1: Dante Harris. Yes.
0: He's, he's he's with Raptors 905 too in the G he League bubble.
1: With, right. So like you look at the guys that they can maybe use, like that's a name that's like I mean, maybe if it was later in the season, that it'd be like, okay, why not? I, ooh, what's Watsonabe is apparently with the G League already, so I mean, like, that's a call up right there. Cause it's two-way. Same with Jared, Jalen Harris. Uh, but yeah, like, it's I don't know nice. if Jalen
0: Harris is good for, like to go for the NBA, but yeah, like, I don't think so. if I at think this I, point, at this point, you just need bodies, right?
1: Yeah, and I think oh. like, does this kind of like maybe uh in, increase the uh urgency to make a move just because you might be down your
0: core three for god knows how long no one thing i like about masai jiri and uh bobby webster is they don't just make panic moves they don't just hit the panic button and do something just because like there's a trend now with with mlse and their hires like we saw it with like you see it all the time with kyle dubas we talk about the leafs like everything they do is very like thought out and very just like just like it, it's this purpose to it all and they understand that it's a process. They're not just going to make a move just out of a whim because they're going to be um, shorthanded for a little bit. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that's very much something that that, that definitely uh, makes up. And, and also, like, it's one of those things where you look at, uh, like, the league. I don't think anybody's going to – no one really makes moves around All-Star Game weekend anyway. Oh, that makes I mean, sense. unless
0: your you're boogie cousins you get traded, like you find out you get traded when you're doing a, uh, a media scrum after the All-Star break or after the All-Star game.
1: Exactly. Um, and it's really much uh, one of those things where, uh, like, I don't know what this team's going to look like within the next two or three games think personally like i I don't want to write off games but i think with the pistons they have a really good shot um and then you have like the celtics who knows like it's gonna be very much like if they if they did as well as they did going into like the kid really their really last big loss that they should have won was against miami but miami was just shooting a lot better than them um i think like again like uh I think April is going to be really the the month where we look at this team and go, okay, what are you? Because April's a tough month for this team. Because, like, you got Golden State right off the bat. Then you have the Wizards, who are all offense and no defense. You got the Lakers. I mean, the Wizards
0: are still the Wizards.
1: Yeah. You got the Nets twice. You have Spurs, who are good when healthy. Uh, The Nuggets. Uh, And then, like, you you play. Their May is going to be actually very tough. Because, like, they play literally their all of their nine games. Uh, Utah, then the Lakers, then the Clippers, then the uh, the Wizards, then the Grizzlies, then the Clippers again, then the Bulls, then the Mavs, and the Pacers. Oh, rough! Wizards,
0: Wizards aren't that great. Mavs aren't that great. Um, I Can't remember the other teams you said, but.
1: Uh, Grizzlies, who are better. Grizzlies
0: are better, but not that great. Like, like, you can beat them.
1: Lakers in Utah. Clippers are going to be really hard. Uh, And they also play Phoenix in Portland later this month, which are going to be very hard, even though, like, Portland's very much kind of a better version of us. Considering they have Dave Lillard and uh,
0: McCollum. That's it, though. Like, I don't know. Like, they're – They're winnable games. That's but like, anyways, that's that's at the end of the season. So, so who cares? Um, Like, they'll they'll be healthy by then, and who knows what they do with the trade deadline at that point.
1: Yeah, Um, and I think uh, one people are. I I think it's one of those things where like we're not going to see any blockbusters. I don't think this season, just because like a lot of.
0: I mean, we already saw James Harden get traded.
1: That's the, that's the standard. And that was, like, what, two weeks into the season? Three weeks into the season? No,
0: that was, uh, like... A month? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but, like, you know, it was about, like, three weeks in or something like that. The
1: only name that I could see moving that's not, uh, like, a Drummond from, like, that big-name caliber, like, this is to the raptor in general, probably be Oladipo, and that's it, because he went out of Houston now. So, like, I don't know what happens there, um, but I think it's one of those things where you look at it, and it's, like... You Know there's a lot that can be going off of that, but you know, who knows, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I guess we'll move on to the Blue Jays,
1: yeah, because um, there's
0: nothing really, really else with the Raptors.
1: Only than... in spring training will we get a, a game where the Jays are just going to play George Springer. And a bunch of other guys. And they, of course, don't televise it because what? why, why would they?
0: Why I understand they why it? none of them are televised. Only the first one was.
1: Yeah. And I was like, busy
0: on Sunday, so I couldn't even watch it.
1: I watched some of it. Uh, I, I followed really uh, the first couple games of spring training. Um, I didn't really follow today's against Philly. Um, but looking at the last couple games, uh, in a nutshell, uh, I really, really like what I saw out of Rowdy Tellez, and I think he's going to be one of those players that you look at him and he's going to be the guy who. He'll
0: be the DH, I think.
1: Yeah, he's going to be the guy who's DHing. But again, like there's still a lot of uh, uncertainty with many players. Jonathan Davis is very underrated. Um, he's one of those guys that I look at. If if you had an outfield depth chart, he's definitely number four on the list.
0: Yeah, because
1: awesome. like he's, uh, like you have still
0: not too late to actually, to actually trade no. Grichuk. He
1: he would be number five, yeah, because Grichuk is still there, and you have Grichuk, Uriel, uh, Teoscar, Oscar, and uh, Springer now. Um, and Grichuk was even saying in an interview that if the Jays actually got Brantley, like they would like the three of them that they had we had last year, were literally in a group chat like, "Hey, who gets traded next?" And like, I, I imagine like, you know, like when you're with your buddy and like somebody texts you and you both like do like kind of like the, the double take yeah. at each other. That's literally what Teoscar and, and Lourdes are going to be. And then Randall's just like, yo, what are you guys saying? it's like, no, 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 nothing. It's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> they're just texting back and forth in Spanish.
0: They're, they're, they're having their own chat. Um, Gurriel exactly. and, and Teoscar. Like who's this guy think he is? Do you think we sort are of the ones going to get traded? <laughs>
1: yeah, they're not going like, to. I don't think either of those guys. I think like what it comes down to now is
0: no i think the outfield depth is good
1: oh like, it is i don't um, think you
0: need to move like it's not it's nothing urgent like, i don't think you need to move on from gurchuk right away like that's not like it's not mind, necessary
1: keep in mind this team had to had hendris morales until like uh like the opening day when they traded him to oakland and then i got the starting job at first which was a good one mm-hmm. by the way um Really liked what I saw out of uh, Steven Matz over the two innings that he saw. Uh, Struck out three batters in two innings, which is really good. Uh, And I believe Robbie Ray struck out three, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and double check that. He struck out, uh, yeah, two and two. uh, The only run he gave up was a home run. Uh, and I think that was one of the things that you look at,
0: and well, that's a, that's Robbie Ray, right? But but the he'll, thing he'll is he will give up only three runs, but there'll be three home runs.
1: <laughs> and also, like the, the issue was is, like with Ray walking batters, and I think that's really something that they're going to work on. But they see obviously some potential in him. Uh, the what's, the, go... what's the
0: what's the what's uh, the 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 joke I saw on Twitter last year after we acquired him? The the classic Robbie Ray, uh, uh stat line goes like. Was like six, three earned, maybe like seven strikeouts, but three home runs allowed and like five walks.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like that's really one of those things where I look at it and it's like, I, like he reminds me in a lot of ways of Mark Burley, except he throws harder. Because Burley was the guy who would like give up two, two three runs a game, but he would just eat innings for you. And like the Jays do have an innings eater in in Tanner Roark, which. I'm surprised, honestly, he's still a J. Um, but I, I heard a guy on the radio today on, on 590. Oh,
0: no. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm I, scared as to what no, you're no, about no, no, to no. say. No,
1: It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Oh, he okay. said that he puts the Jays third in the AL East behind the Rays just because of their starting pitching, which is a fair statement. No, that's because... fair. The
0: starting pitching is is their yeah. weakest as a unit. Uh, I
1: think the the, the Jays that... probably have
0: – like a top three starter in the rotation or in, in the division. But then yeah. the rest of the, the rest of it after that is just like not very good.
1: I think it's one of those things where if Jacob de um, Rizzi like waits until the season to sign, because like, I'm surprised that he's gone this long without signing. Uh, but it's really one of those things where you look at it and it's like, you know, like you kind of like grin your teeth and you're like mm, i don't know man like it's it's really hard to kind of piece together mm-hmm. um to me like looking at like this rotation it's very much like a mixed like there's a couple maybe's like okay i think ray at best is going to be your number three guy um pearson we don't know what he's his potential is going to be like yet
0: i have a feeling they're very high on him
1: yeah, but like he he hasn't gotten a full no. Like you still don't know. You, you still don't know what he is, right? And um, like you look at a couple of the other guys. Like I think Matts could really be a solid addition. Uh, not sold on O'Rourke. Um, and then you also have like guys like Thornton who maybe could do it because he did. He does have some stuff that's good. A
0: rookie, if he's ever uh, healthy.
1: Yeah, they could try that. Thomas Hatch maybe could uh. You know, work and grind away at that. Um, there was another name. Like they have
0: options, about. but none of them like, like they have. Depth. They don't have. They don't have that solid number two.
1: Yeah, I think they kind of. What sucked is that they they let Tyron Walker go, which you and I were both kind of hoping that he would stick around. Um, but again, like this team knows what they have. They have a lot of guys that can start um, and play really well. Um, I think Stripling might be an option, which is something. But I don't really know. I would want to see what Anthony K can do in the rotation because he he's got some sparks.
0: Like, That's a name.
1: Um, like when like when he first came here and like he wasn't super duper special. He wasn't. So really he also
0: far. wasn't very popular because they traded because they traded Strowman. Strowman.
1: But there's something there. Like I remember like when they played the Rays and he struck out like I think it was like six or seven in five innings, which is really impressive because the Rays are mm-hmm. a good team. Um, and then you look at it as, like, the way that I've seen him in the brief spring training games that I saw. And this is against the Yankees, who, like, granted, aren't, you know, at full strength in that game. But, like, he was, he was dominating. He was, he was doing pretty good. And it's one of those things where I think about where...
0: I have no... You, yeah, like, yeah. Like you give a guy...
1: You give a guy, like, a little bit of more time and they'll develop. And then there's also Julian Merriweather, which is a name that I'm looking at with, like, a skeptic's eye. But, again, like, you have to think about who you gave up. He's already, what, was... like,
0: 29 or something?
1: 27, I think. I don't know. I can't remember. I, I thought he was, like,
0: 29, know. 28, something like that. But, but yeah, because like, he was the the player to be named later in the, in the Donaldson deal, right?
1: Yeah, like it's one of those things where I think they need to, to really evaluate that. My cousin sent me something about Merryweather. It was really long. I can't remember if I can find it. Yeah, it was basically just like, um, yeah, he's 29, but showing up, his fastball averages at about 96.7, so that's like 97, really. Um, I, remember, had, I know he
0: had Tommy John or something at some point in his career. They're saying his
1: comparable right now is uh, the two comparables are uh, Jarell, Cot- or, uh, Jarell Cotton and Alex Claudio, which those names off the top of your head don't think that those are like really appealing names just because like you know you know they're not elite talent, uh, but like Claudio is a guy who's like a, a hard throwing lefty who's pretty solid, um, who could who's had some good. Seasons mainly with Texas and OK seasons with uh, with Milwaukee, uh, and then Uriel Cotton. He's got some sparks, Um well like, I think he's he's one of those guys that figured it out more, just because like Oakland uh, didn't really develop him that right way. And no, did your power? Oh shit! I mean, no, my didn't power bash. didn't
0: go out. Just your... my light. Just it's just a stupid thing because. I don't know. I got a new light not too long ago. It comes with this remote that you have to push. And for whatever reason, it just decides it's going to turn off. Sometimes it's on its own.
1: Yeah, that's rough.
0: Anyways, you're in the middle of something.
1: Oh, I was just talking about how I think like Merriweather could be at least a good setup, man, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: Jesus expect Christ. him to be in the rotation.
1: That was a fucking hiccup. these <laughs> um, Uh... Not actually, not set up, man. Maybe like long relief. He kind of reminds me a little bit of like a better, um, more put together Joe Biagini. Or like Biagini was the guy where if you needed him for two, three innings out of the pen, you throw him in there. Like he wasn't the guy that you started. I did not uh,
0: like him as a starter.
1: But then John Gibbons is like, well, oh, goddamn, like this guy could be a starter. Well, goddamn, put him in the starter rotation, then.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: Pete, Pete Walker just sitting there like, oh, John, he's not a starter. We could make him one. <laughs> and then, like, they go to Aaron Sanchez, like, I have a blister again. We'll cut the finger off. The 14 fastball, right? You only need four of the damn things. What else <laughs> do you need? I feel like that would be the yeah. kind of way that John Gibbons talks.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, anyways, I would, yeah. I anyways, yeah, that's their biggest. um that, that that the rotation is the thing that worries me about them. I have no issues with their offense or defense. It's their, it's their rotation, and I think I think we've been over these same talking points for the past like month with the Blue Jays because there's been nothing else really to go on.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been really tough, um, but like it's weird. In a month, we're gonna see spring uh, actual baseball being played. Hopefully. Uh, by the time we get into the summer, we can actually see games at Skydome. But again, I don't think so. I, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like everything's gotta like everything's gotta
0: mm-hmm. align
1: properly, which right now it's not because everyone's like, okay, we we tried, but like you guys have a go at it. We'll, we'll just sit over here and watch like proud parents.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're gonna end things. I think we are. Um. Kind of hit on everything. Uh just before we finish, just a couple couple small little things. Um, Toronto FC, their MLS season is going to start um pretty soon. I don't know the exact day, but it usually starts like they start
1: around mid to late March.
0: Well, last year it was the beginning of March, I remember, because because Toronto FC had their home game and played another game and then the world shut down. So yes. Um uh yeah, so it's starting pretty soon and they're still looking for a home. I think I last I saw they were looking for
1: Orlando. Orlando,
0: yeah. So um Florida just seems to be the spot for the Toronto teams looking for a home.
1: <laughs> I feel like Florida, like Florida's considered the sports state because
0: Central Florida.
1: Central Florida is like the way the place where like you go. Because like restrictions are eased and it's like okay whatever like Mm -hmm. oh we have a shit ton of COVID cases just bring your ass down to like Tampa or whatever Mm -hmm. and like we'll make shit essential for you like oh you can't work uh, an everyday like nine to five job you're a ball player you can just go ahead and do dosey do -do your ass right in there oh wait no dosey do Texas my bad about American stereotypes wrong. (laughs) Oh, oh no! You're no. gonna get, You're gonna 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 get canceled. They're gonna pull out their friggin' rifles and just come for me. Um,
0: yeah, so it, that's that.
1: Yes, I think uh, Rich Clune is the Marley's captain. That's well deserved. Cool. I
0: really like it.
1: I I, a, I I have yet to see the Rich Clune documentary that they uh they released, but he's a guy that I honestly think like deserves the captaincy, and it's clear like. He's going to be like kind of like a Toronto lifer, or like he just plays in Toronto for like all of his career. And like, he's well, they got him from Nashville
0: first, but yeah, he I don't think he's going anywhere. And when he retires, I think the Leafs are going to offer him like something in like player development or like, oh, he's gonna even with the Marlies. Yeah, he's he's going to be working within the Leafs organization for a long time.
1: You want something that I just realized? Rich Clinton played almost 140 games in the NHL, that's kind of crazy. And his best season arguably was at the least. He had four assists in 19 games. <laughs> and uh, he also had 22 penalty minutes. But I think I remember he had a like, game that's has like, I think, once or I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, oh, he had that he- epic promo or like that interview with the guy where he's like, I told him I was going to rip that stinking jersey off of his chest. And I'm just like, that, that's captain material.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, what do you think of Alex Galchenyuk? He made his... His uh, Toronto hockey debut, but with the Marlies.
1: It's not going to be for long. I think we see Gelch with uh, the Leafs. I probably. like
0: what. I don't know. Dubis really likes these reclamation projects, and I really like they going how they're going about it.
1: Yeah, and like I think, like like I think what it is with Dubis is like he's seen, like he's turned a lot of players into man, like Justin useful All players. I think Justin Hall is the number one success story. I think number two, maybe Angval, maybe, but like that's kind of still a work in progress. Um, a lot of the guys are just like new. I think Hutch is kind of going to be like the new project where like we see him get some games in, games in, games in. I think <laughs> speaking, which I, I I went almost to show without messing up. Um, and I, I think what it really comes down to, like, you look at the schedule over the next couple games and, like, after the Oilers, um, you know, you play Winnipeg. You play the Canucks for two games at home. Or, no, in Vancouver, sorry. Uh, then you got the Jets for three at home. I think we see maybe a Timothy lillier appearance, maybe with Miko Lettman. I don't know. Um,
0: if you do, I don't think it's with Miko Lettman. And I think you have.
1: Apparently, they're also having uh, – Scott
0: Sagard with the Leafs to uh, teach them how to fight. Yeah, they saw that. That was that was it fun. Was he was teaching. Fun. Uh, it was it was him and Bogo teaching Dermot how to fight because he had that uh that incident with Archibald yesterday. And I don't know if uh, if you read the lips, but Archibald said something like like Oh, I'll get you next game or something." So so I think uh, Liter-
1: so literally today.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think Dermot is uh yeah Dermot is definitely expecting. That he's gonna have to throw the gloves
1: yeah that's pretty that's pretty crazy um it's also funny because on uh, a end with this so before we drop our social again i had a buddy that i went to uh I went to high school with and uh we i saw him ironically like a week or two before the pandemic happened because we had like a reunion for uh our high school and uh i remember specifically um him talking about how like yo like i think the Leafs were playing pittsburgh that night and he was like yo you see that like Dermot was on screen scrapping with somebody he's like Bro, yeah yeah i played with some guy i played with Dermot. he made some comment about his girl and he just beat the shit out of him like he just roughed <laughs> him up and i'm just like is your guy i mean like one's playing pro hockey with the leaves the other guy is just like you know there so mm-hmm. i mean i don't know pretty uh pretty weird
0: Anyways, so yeah, that's it for us. Again, um, look at us on YouTube, where we'll we're posting clips on there. Um, Queen City Roundup on YouTube, uh, Queen City Roundup on Instagram as well, and Q underscore City Roundup on Twitter. Go follow all of those and Please, uh, do that. All right, we'll see. See you next week.